You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of The Process. Kansas City Chiefs fall 20-17 to the Buffalo Bills, falling to 8-4, and, and now hold only a one-game lead in the AFC West. Not the AFC, no, not the one seed, not the Arrowhead Invitational. They hold a one-game lead over the Denver Broncos in the AFC West after falling uh, again to the Buffalo Bills in the regular season. Ken Swanson, Maddie Lane here. Uh, Craig's out is... Uh, not going to be here tonight. Um, I wish he could be so he could talk about his chief fence, but um, you can take my spot. Yeah. Uh, hey, uh, the exact same thing happened for the fifth for the fifth loss of the season. That's uh, not true. That is absolutely not true. They found an entirely new way to lose this football game. That's. I mean, you know, I think they it's... found an entirely new way to do it. Okay, well, go, Matthew. You're ready to cook. You're more mad than I am. I don't know how you're not mad. They finally showed a little bit of fight and a pulse, and they still lost the game because they field absolutely terrible football players over and over again. And, like, it's just the most ridiculous thing of all time. Like, you finally get a point to where, one, Buffalo chokes away the game with awful play calling and awful execution down the stretch. You get a chance to come back and make it happen, and you end up with a wide receiver that you touted all offseason as your wide receiver one who can't look to his left and make sure that he gets the okay from a referee that he's not over the wall, or he can't look to the right and see he's lined up over the football. That starts. Then on the final fourth down play, I mean, I, we're splitting hairs here, but like I'm pretty sure if Travis Kelsey just looks to his inside, he sees no one's there, and he runs right to where Mahomes threw the football because there was no defender to his inside, and he just was, you know, he was tired, I'm sure, from all the other plays, but just the miscommunications, the lack of attention to detail of even basic stuff cost them another football game that they very well could have won and probably one of their better performances of the year, given the fact that the Buffalo Bills still are a fine football team, but yet they found a way to lose another football game that they shouldn't have. It's just, I don't know, it's getting old at this point. That was the only thing we had to fall back on this team is they knew how to win. And now they're finding new ways to lose. Oh, they don't know how to win. This group doesn't know how to win. Like, I mean, no, no, they don't. And like, I think it's like, it's, I, I, you know, you've talked about like, Hey, like I, I've held out hope that there was going to be some offensive improvements more than I think you have. Right. And so I finally today came to my just acceptance phase where you've been at it in weeks prior but this team, this is what they are. They are going to kill drives in every way imaginable. Literally every way imaginable. Fumbles, interceptions, penalties, drops, uh, miscommunications in pass protection, miscommunications at, at in the receiving spot. Um, I mean, they've, they've literally, they cleared the bingo card out of ways to lose and, and kill offensive drives. And so I've just come to the acceptance phase of that. I didn't come in with high expectations for this game. I kind of felt like this was a, the Bills need this one more than the Chiefs do. And now, by the way, the Bills only are one game behind the Chiefs as well, just so you know, because this team's not, this team's not good. This team's not good. Uh, but, the Bills needed it more than the Chiefs. I think the team, both hmm. teams needed it desperately. And I think that's why you saw the Chiefs starting fights when they were getting their ass kicked to start the game. Because I think yeah. they know they needed it too. And 
yet again, they were not good enough at the end of the day. So like, I, I, I don't know where you go from here. The schedule gets quote unquote easier and like, that's fine. And like, that's cool. But the bills are the worst team you're going to play in the playoffs. And like, you still can't beat them in your own house. It's just, things are not looking well for the chiefs. And it's frustrating to come off of a game where I really, there would have been so much positive to talk about had they find found a way to win this game. If they would have found a way to win this game at the end, there would be so much to look forward to in a positive light. And like, obviously some of that stuff is still there, but the fact that instead of winning the game, instead of finding a way to win a game, they found a new way to yet again, lose the football game. It just clouds over everything else. And I guess it's not even a new way. This is now the fourth game that the wide receivers have directly cost the chiefs of the football game. Like from drops, there's the Denver game. NVS has had two. Now, now you add Tony like these are just games where the wide receivers on the final drive are making mistakes that are costing the team a game, whether it's a wide open drop, whether it's lining up in the neutral zone as an offensive player, they are just finding new ways to possibly lose the game over and over again. And as we've talked about all year, this team isn't good enough to not win a close game. Like they're not going to blow teams out. They need things to break their way. They finally got some of those in this one and they still were unable to do it despite catching a couple breaks. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, like, and like, I, I, my whole thought was, my thinking was, if the Chiefs were able to get a touchdown that final possession, it was going to be a, the ball, it, it, the the offense needed to see the ball go in kind of moment, and they finally got it, and they still don't have it. Like, I think at this point, like, I think, like, I the confidence has to be at an all all time low in this in this group, right? Like and and the confidence in that building has to be shaken because it's just it's I it's I don't know how like I'm not gonna like this is this is gonna sound like I don't I, you can recover from this don't get me wrong but this is going to be tough to recover from yet and then I know the the schedule gets easier but it's yet another loss where this team does the same things over and 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 over again. And it it's unceasing. The same mistakes from week one are being made this week. They still can't get on the same page. Their best player, their best wide receiver still can't get lined up consistently. He still can't run the right route consistently. And like, I love Rishi Rice. And like I said on Twitter, you still got to keep going at him. And they did. And they, that was the right thing to do. He's going to make his mistakes and you've got to live with them because he's your best player. But this group just, they... They are what they are, and I. It's like I. I think I'm sh- like. I'm frustrated because like I. I think this is the point where we can kind of say that the Chiefs failed Mahomes this year. Like, I know like the outcomes could still be great, and that you know they could like you could catch fire, catch lighting in a bottle. This could be a galvanizing moment. Blah 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 blah. I don't want to doubt Mahomes, but they kind of wasted this season. They've made this season way harder on him than it needed to be way harder on him than it needed to be he's done you could tell today this was a big game for him he was done he was mad he was about to fight a referee at the end of the game and I don't blame him like I get being mad at the I get being mad at the offsides but if you think it's just about the offsides you haven't been watching these games you haven't been watching him having to yell at 30 year old Marquez Valdez Scantling who tried to big time a reporter this week for for running the route incorrectly again. I mean, yeah. 
it's this it's the the vibes are horrendous right now for this team and i it feels i don't know if i don't know if this is past the point of real return this team's still gonna make the playoffs schedule's a lot easier down the stretch blah 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 but man it just feels like it feels like a wasted season with horrendous vibes i mean so I guess this is where some of the positives of this game, I think, come into play in terms of it being a wasted season, right? Because defensively, the Chiefs defense, despite starting the game really poorly, really turned it around in the latter part of the first half. In the second half, I think they They're got help from the Bills. But the defense really kind of, they figured it out. They turned it around. This defense proved that last week versus the Packers was a little bit of a fluke. They can go in there against any offense and make them really fight tooth and nails. To, to put up points and to beat them, and that's good. And the Chief, and that's going to allow the Chiefs to always be in a one-score game. They're always going to have a chance. Hence how we've now gone to, what, the five games now where the Chiefs have had a ball, had the ball of the chance to win. Four of them, the wide receivers have cost them. But if you look at the rest of this game, the Chiefs' offense, I mean, they only put up, what, what would we end up with here? Like two, two touchdowns in this game, right? Yeah. And like, it, that's not great, right? I'm not trying to say that's great, but... It seemed it looked better. There it were did. times in this game where the offense looked, I don't want to say dynamic necessarily, but it looked a little dangerous. It looked like they had a plan to moving the football. It looked like they had an idea of what they wanted to do. They could figure out how to get Rasheed Rice the ball. They could figure out how to get Travis Kelsey the ball. They mixed in the run game. Some of the screen stuff worked. Like it felt like the offense had some rhythm to it. I mean, it wasn't perfect, but it felt like it had some rhythm. And if you go out on that final drive and Mahomes does what he did in that drive and they score a touchdown, you come out of this game saying, just on the eye test alone, Patrick Mahomes played his one of his best games, if not his best game of the year. He was throwing the ball confidently. He looked like he was taking more risks in this game than he had, and he looked really good doing so. And then they got the win coming out of it. And you're like, okay, this feels great. Now, even with the loss, you still have all that to rely on, right? Mahomes still probably played one of his better games just based on the eye test, especially considering what he's dealing with at the wide receiver room. Like, I don't know. It's just so hard. It, I guess it depends on how they handle it. It's just You can see the offense slowly getting better. This offense looks like it's slowly getting better. The problem is they're not good enough that they're never going to be, not going to be in a one-score game. And I don't trust these guys to win a one-score game anymore. I don't, I don't trust them just to stay out of the way. Just get out of the way. And they can't do that. And the problem is, you can say, don't play the guy. Keep him off the field. You can't trust MVS. You can't trust Sky Moore. You can't trust Kadarius Tony. Richie James is getting a little bit more run, and maybe we can kind of trust him, but like, not really. He's dropped enough passes this year. Like, Rasheed Rice has to get help from someone to tell him where to line up on some routes, and he's still amazing. He obviously is on the field. You can't, there's no one to play. You can't put anybody else out there not to cost them the game. So, like, it's just a tricky spot to be in, but I, I think there was some positive you can come out of this game looking at to say offensively and defensively there's a chance to go to get better. Well, and here's the thing. I actually agree with you. Um, I think they, they there, like, there was some things that were positive takeaways, but it's also... Here's what's so weird to me is I feel like even though the process was better and the results are starting to wear on this team differently. And that's what bothers me because like, I'm looking at Holmes was ready to fight. And I just saw another video of him walking off in, in immense frustration, right? Just fuming, walking off the, walking off the field. So Mahomes is losing his, you know, he's starting to lose his cool in a way we've never seen, which I kind of like, if I'm going to be honest, I'm kind of, I'm kind of about it because 
I'm seething. <laughs> I've been furious about this wide receiver room for a long time. And make no mistake about it, it's still the wide receiver room. Like, yes, we can talk about some other stuff here. There's some other issues here. The wide receiver room, again, is the big the big culprit here. If you're, if, if you're telling on yourself if you believe otherwise. We can talk about a couple of mistakes here and there. Yes, we can talk about Wanya Morris, one of the few negative plays he has not getting. AJ Epinesa's hands down on a screenplay. We can or on a swing route. We can talk about a holding penalty or a false start on Jawan Taylor. You know, we can talk about a few things here or there, but no, like it's still like the the receiver room is is still the biggest culprit of their struggles here again. Um, man, that lat like, and there's no reason it gets better. That that's the point. Like, there's no reason for it to get better. They're not going to all of a sudden show up and start catching the football consistently. They're not going to just all of a sudden in in December be like, ah. I know how to run my routes correctly all of a sudden. Oh, I now know to check the, my alignment over the football and get approval from the ref. Like, it, the worst part is, I bet Tony doesn't even have to move off of his spot there. If he just looks to the ref and asks him, I bet the ref says okay and doesn't throw the flag. He's not going to make a move back the two or three inches that he's over the ball. You just have to put in the effort to check. Yep. That's the worst part. He's not <laughs> even probably have to move. He literally just has to say, hey, man, is this cool? And the ref will tell him yes. Or if he says no, okay, you take a step back. Like, that's the most annoying part. It's just not just asking the ref or looking at him to ask. Mind-boggling stuff. And there's just, there's no reason to believe the wide receiver room gets better. I think we can see the offense can function better. Like, they have found a way to pull this offense away from being completely terrible to something that can maybe function. We saw them build the baseline of the screens, the quick pass game. This game, we saw them get into some intermediate windows. We saw mm-hmm. Mahomes make some really nice throws. We saw another back shoulder fit, you know, fade to Rishi Rice. Granted, yes, it was kind of in a desperate situation, but we saw them work on some stuff, like getting the ball to layer around the football field. The offense is showing strides. Little ones, the problem is, push comes to shove, wide receivers still have to go make plays at some point in time. In 60 minutes, you're going to need someone besides Rishi Rice to go make a play, and these guys just can't. No, you're right. I mean, it's so just, I mean, it's just, and like, look, there, I, I really wanted to be able to talk about some of the positives, in a, you know, differently, but like, I think everybody's just over it. Like, I will get to some of the positives, I'm sure, in the back half of this game, but I mean, I, I've not been a big, like, I don't like to like, I, I haven't really been a big call out the coaches kind of thing, but my, look. They they threw a very inexperienced wide receiver coach into that room in Connor Embry, and like I, we don't need to judge him entirely on the press conference, which was a yikes. But like, just honestly, like, just on resume alone, putting him in that room, whether or not it's title and and Joe Blaymeyer is really more responsible for it than than people are letting on, I don't really care. That group is making too many of the same mistakes over and over and over again that are just procedural and simple, simple things. Uh, it's unacceptable. It is unacceptable. And they need leadership to help start correcting mistakes. The Chiefs probably win that game. They win that game if Kadarius Tony executes a procedural thing. You're right. Maddie, it doesn't look offside. It doesn't really look offsides. It doesn't like look overtly offsides. It's just it's kind of like the Bach. It's like the Bach rule in baseball. Like you know, they're gonna call it. it's technically yeah, technically you boxed. 
does it really did did it really give you an advantage? Probably not. But we're gonna call the box anyway because we call the box. That's what umpires do. All you got to do is you're right. If he checks, he's probably fine. But the rest, like you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this. I'm gonna throw this. And then I, it's just that is just that is a that is horrendous coaching. That is horrendous coaching. That is the same problems, the lack of attention to detail that they, this group has had for the entire season, continuing to reveal itself. How frustrating. It just, it doesn't stop. It doesn't stop, and it's not stopping. It is over. It is December 10th, and these problems still exist. They're not going away magically. Connor Embry doesn't have some motivational tactic to turn this wide receiver room around. Or Joe Blaymeyer. Andy Reid might have to sit in the wide receiver room and start. Maybe what are you gonna what are you gonna do though? But, but, but what's the what's the answer? What are you gonna go up and tell MVS like, hey man, when you're running a when you get like completely soft coverage and you're running a corner out, don't run to the safety, maybe flatten it out a little bit or sit down. Like how, why do you have to tell him that still? Why who needs to go tell Kadarius Tony, who's been playing football for a long time now, like, hey. Make sure you're not over the football. Hey, if you're the guy on the line of scrimmage, maybe just check with the ref. Like, it make it even worse and like it's more annoying. It's all on Tony there because he's not close enough to the ref for the ref to tell him. If he's out wide, the ref could tell him, like, hey, man, back up. He's not. He's in a tight split. Like, it's all up to him to get his alignment. It's just, it was very frustrating. I don't know how coaching fixes that. I think the bigger issue is you have a team building process that led to the point to where you have to put MVS, Kadarius Tony, Sky Moore, a rookie Rasheed Rice. This isn't about the talent of the players. This is just looking at who these players are, like in terms of none of them are, besides MVS, they're not veterans. They're all young guys that are still trying to kind of get their a good grasp of the game of football, right? And MVS has never been the most cerebral football player. That's never quite been his game, his style of wide receiver play. It's been his vertical threat ability. They have to put these guys on the field because that's all they gave them. That's all they have. They can't pull Tony off because they have no one to put in his place. They can't get MVS off the field because they have no one to put in his place. They don't even have options to put out there. Andy Reid can go sit in there and tell these guys this, but when they make the mistake, they can't pull them. There's no ability to get them off the field because that's all they have. So it's just, it's the that's how they get there. You spend all summer convincing yourself you have the answer at wide receiver and you don't give yourself other options. This is what you get. It's just so much worse than anybody could have ever predicted. I think it's like all the and like tone the line here because like like again like I'm not gonna dunk like I like James Palmer. James Palmer's reporting what he he hears, so this isn't directed at James Palmer. The Chiefs tried to sell us on ability. They tried to sell us on this group. They tried hard to sell us on this group, and it's just hilarious. It is so the 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 comical air that is betting on this group is just astounding and I mean I was even more optimistic than you Maddie but I wasn't optimistic I saw I mean we all talked about this it's like some level of consistency Juju Smith-Schuster looked pretty good this week by the way I don't know if he was available at the trade deadline but Juju looked good this week uh he looked a lot better I don't know he would he would help right now that version of Juju I saw on Thursday Night Football would absolutely help this team. In fact, if he was on this team, it's like last year's group, but a little bit better, maybe. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> Some guys have got worse. MVS is worse. Kadarius Tony's worse. Richie James wasn't here last year, but I mean, whatever. I don't know. Just, yeah. I 
I, I, we were, people tried to sell us on this group and it's just so frustrating to, to see it and know. But the like, point is they can be bad. They can be bad and it's fine. You can't cost your team. That's where it becomes a problem. They've moved on from just being a bad unit to one that is such a negative right now that even in this game where the defense gives you everything you need to win, the offensive line for the most part played well enough to win. The run game was working. Mahomes played good enough. They actually got Travis Kelsey involved despite him being the only guy that teams ever pay attention to. They All these things worked and they still found a way. This wide receiver room still found a way to cost in this game, whether it was drops, whether it was Rasheed Rice fumbling the football, whether it was Canarius Tony lining up off sides, whether it was drops again, or guys running the wrong route. These players are such a net negative that even when there are other positives, not perfection, but other positives from the team, it goes away. It's just, it's gotten to the point, I don't know how you overcome it going forward. I think they have shown some positives that they're figuring it out. I just don't know how you overcome it when it push comes to shove against better football teams. Yeah, you can't trust this group to make them the routine plays when it I mean, like, yeah, like we can all acknowledge like there was some fun stuff going on. Like there's some good things and some reason for optimism. Um but ultimately you're I'm gonna be afraid about the monster around the corner that is an offsides. That is uh, a, you know, I mean, a fumble. I mean, th- those are going to happen. But yeah, this this team just continues to shoot themselves in the foot, and it's just so frustrating. And I don't like it. Feel it. it we've all seen like a Ch- Chiefs fans know what a Super Bowl team looks like. We know, we know what it looks and smells like. We know what a Super Bowl contender nice looks and smells like, and it doesn't look like that this year. And no one can lie to us and tell us that's the case. It just, it just does not look like it has in the past. They look very mortal. This is the most mortal they've looked in the Patrick Mahomes era. And it's frustrating, especially considering you only get so many Patrick Mahomes seasons. So uh, this is it. This one hurts. Another back three out of the last four. They've lost three of four. They've lost three of four, Matthew. Uh, yeah. Four of six. <laughs> yeah, it's not good, buddy. And the, and the worst part about it, the worst part is I think we can all genuinely say the Eagles, Packers, and Bills game, like, and not that that's probably been some of the, the little bit better that the team, like, has played in spurts, right? Like, there's been things that have worked. You had the run game working versus the Eagles to where it, like, looked like a weapon. And the Packers game, they had some of the short pass. Like, it's just, it's they're losing games later in the year. Like, to start the year, the offense looked broken, but they were finding ways to win games because they know how to win and the defense was doing its job. Now, the defense is still doing its job outside of one game versus the Packers where it was up and down. The defense is still doing its job, but they're finding more ways to lose the games. And it's just, they're figuring out new ways to lose more than they're figuring out ways to win. It's frustrating. The good news for them is they do have that one game lead on the Denver Broncos for the AMC West. (laughs) And they have a relatively easy schedule coming up. The Patriots are good. The Raiders just lost the game 3-0, right? As time expired on a field goal. The Bengals are playing with a backup quarterback. Who knows what Justin Herbert and the Chargers will look like when they get there. Like They have four incredibly winnable, should-win games coming up to get things going the right way heading into the playoffs. And guess what? We've been talking about it. The Chiefs have five losses this year. They've had a chance to win every single one of those games. And I mean, not like, oh, they were close. No, no, no. The Chiefs have had the ball with a chance to go like win every... I guess besides the Broncos game, I guess that one wasn't technically... Oh, one score game. Like the others were like, oh, they had a chance like to win the game with the ball, right? They had a chance to go win the game 
with the ball and they were unable to do it because of the play. You get to the playoffs, all one score games, crazy things happen, right? So I don't know. I get it. And like, that's where I like, I try not to like say season's over and all that stuff. It just doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel like this team will be able to overcome some of the mistakes that they've made in the, in this, like this season. Like that's, that's how it feels because of what we've witnessed the entirety of the season and every loss looks the exact same. Every loss like feels very similar, well, not all, uh, but they all feel very similar and it's just so frustrating. Just so you know, Matthew, the Chiefs have scored five more points than the Denver Broncos this year. That's insane. That's just, seems right? Come on. That is, it's, Mildly frustrating. We're getting some of the quotes coming out from the locker room and stuff. Everyone, all the players and coaches are obviously very upset with the Kadarius Tony being called in the neutral zone. I get it. But man, like, let's not boil this this down to just that, though, right? Let's not boil it down to the officials making that call. I don't think. I don't I don't know if I'm gonna like that turn of events from this Chiefs team. And we're gonna come out of here. And that's but, the, is that their takeaway? I'll this, be a little annoyed. This is what it, but this is, it feels like things are just boiling over. And this is the thing that bothers me. It's like, yes, you're right. Things started to improve and start. There's some things that like you could take away positively. But now I think this thing starting to, it feels like there's emotional boil over. Chris Jones ready to fight Joe Colon and Joe Colon's throwing an iPad on the floor. And Patrick Mahomes is trying to fight a side, a side ref because of, yeah, what he's calling an elementary call. Patrick Mahomes, it's tough to swallow and to take away greatness like that. Uh, and then Mahomes says the offsides call on Kadarius Tony is elementary. Uh, speaking of elementary, we're going to take a break and bring Tucker D. Franklin on to talk with us. What's up, Chiefs Kingdom? This is Tucker Franklin from KC Sports Network. Thank you for listening to today's show. Make sure to follow us and subscribe for more Chiefs content wherever you get your podcast. If you want to support us further, you can shop the latest collection of KC Sports Network merch in partnership with Sandlot Goods. You can find hats, shirts, hoodies, and more at sandlotgoods.com. You can click the link in the description for more information. Say hello to a stressless holiday season with the help of HelloFresh. Skip the grocery store and save time with easy, tasty recipes delivered straight to your door. Spend your time this holiday season shopping for gifts and sipping cocoa, not stuck in the checkout line. Sign up for HelloFresh and get everything you need to whip up a fresh, tasty meal delivered to your door. Just choose your recipes, select the delivery date, and relax knowing dinner is on the way. You can make hosting this holiday season a joy rather than a hassle with the help of HelloFresh Market. From crowd-pleasing charcuterie boards to photo-worthy desserts, it's easy to add these party pleasers to your weekly order, saving you so much time. With how easy HelloFresh makes it with all the ingredients, it can also be an opportunity to cook with your family during this season and make things fun with your family. Go to HelloFresh.com slash KCSN free and use code KCSN free for free breakfast for life. That's one breakfast item per box while subscription is active. That's free breakfast for life at HelloFresh.com slash KCSN free with code KCSN free. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. The holiday season can be a time of great joy and celebration, but it can also bring extra added stress to your life. Whether that's stress from traveling, stress from spending time with family, or financial stress, it can be a time of ups and downs this time of season during the holidays. This time of year, you might be spending a lot of time thinking about others, getting gifts for your family or friends. 
but it could also be the right time for you to think about yourself as well. That could mean going easy on yourself in tough moments. A great option to help yourself through tough times this holiday season could be therapy. It can help you talk through tough times in your life. It can help you prepare emotionally for things you might experience in your life and help keep you grounded during what could be a stressful holiday season. It can be helpful in learning positive coping skills or how to set boundaries, and it can empower you to be the best version of yourself. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. In the season of giving, give yourself what you need with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com KCSN today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com KCSN for 10% off your first month. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Thank you, everyone, hanging out with us. Feel free to hit the subscribe button in anger. Uh, we want to bring Tucker D. Franklin in. Tucker, hi. How are you? Can't have been better. I can say that. Um, I've just been perusing the Twitter streets, as I usually do after this one. Uh, vibe's not high when it comes to, as you mentioned, some of the comments that Patrick Mahomes uh, has made. Uh, Could, since, uh, can I got one? Do you have, do you have the Andy one? Uh, yeah, the, the, the one that it, Sam, Sam McDowell tweeted this from Andy Reid. Uh, normally I get a warning before that's called a bit embarrassing for the National Football League for that to take place. That's what Andy said. Um, after the game, Sam McDowell also tweeted out, uh, following up on what Patrick Mahomes said. I've played seven years in the National Football League and I've never had offensive offsides called. You want to until a minute left to make a call like that. Mahomes said he has three rest for an explanation and got none. Let us play the game is what Mahomes said. So, um, Vibes have been higher at uh, right. one arrowhead drive. He is right. He is right. And it took away one of the coolest plays in the history of the sport. It was so sick. That was such a great <laughs> pass by Travis Kelsey. I mean, it like we we weren't deprived of yeah. something that was gonna be on Travis Kelsey's Hall of Fame gold jacket vignette. Maddie, I know what you're saying of like we shouldn't be upset about like that one play. That if that's going to be the one thing that we're going to be upset about, uh, you should be upset about you know other things that happened prior to that. I get that. Doing it, but man, 
I when he said offsides and he pointed to like the offense, I was like, oh, Carl Jeffers just being a goofy guy, you know, he pointed to the wrong side, wrong side. I because personally to me, I've never seen offensive offsides called. I did, I didn't know that that was really necessarily a thing. Obviously, is. Uh, but that kind of, uh, I don't want to say floored me, confused me for a little bit. I've seen officials point the wrong way before, and I just thought Carl Sheffers was scared uh, by Arrowhead like he has been in the past, and he just forgot what he was doing. But, uh, yeah, there's been some screenshots come out from it, as we all love screenshots on Twitter once they hit after the game. But um, if this uh, is what it takes to get like actual emotion and for them to get actually upset, fine, I'll take it. But they're upset at the wrong thing. They need to be upset at themselves for not playing well, not at the referees for doing their job. I, I think Mahomes, I I can't listen to it right now. Mahomes says the offensive call, side offsides called not only impacted the game, but Travis Kelsey's Hall of Fame career. So he might have made the same gold jacket joke I just made. <laughs> I just, I gotta go. I might go list. I'm not gonna go listen to it. I'm gonna go see if I can go find it quoted. Um, That's just, yeah, no, I... I get being frustrated. I get being frustrated at the call because it was a terrible call. And I think this is what is so frustrating about it all is like to Maddie's point, we saw things, we saw things, you know, that we think, you know, were good indicators, like positive indicators. But look at, look at what's happening. Like it feels like this was a breaking point for that locker room almost, for that team. And that's what's, more concerning to me than anything is just they're like they're still afraid to talk about themselves and they're still looking to blame someone else. Yeah. And like I don't think it's fair to to broad brush because they do make a lot of statements like I have to be better, we have to be better. And like we've seen you know, we've seen Mahomes take ownership, we've seen Kelsey take ownership. Now it kind of comes on deaf ears a little bit at times just because of how used we are to it, but this one does feel like it does feel different. Like I think they've done it. I think they've done a decent job pointing the finger at themselves in the past, honestly, whether or not you want to like, Oh, you know, believe it. But this just feels like I don't, it's, it's off. The vibes are not good. They're just not good with, with this right now with anything. You have something Tucker. I just wanted to talk about, I think one of the things that while we're on the topic of like penalties, Jawan Taylor has not played, did not play very well in this game and like had some penalties, obviously, that came in untimely situations. That last fourth down play, you're playing a bag to that guy who allows a pressure on Mahomes to get his arm hit on a fourth down play that's pretty crucial. But that wasn't like the only time. But like, yeah, I that was frustrating to me. It only, I just saw some tweets about penalties and some of those came up. And I know some people took a we're upset about the Bills not getting called for their uh, their false starts in terms of things were there, but I would rather see none of it called than just Jawan Taylor being called personally. I have no problem with like the tackles doing that, uh, but maybe yeah. I don't know. That was frustrating. I just, I yeah, I just I don't know. I I think talking refs, blaming refs, that being the first thing out of Mahomes and Andy Reid's mouth takes away the real issue of why they're there. I, I get to it. be fair, to be fair, we don't know if it was the first thing. That's just the those are the quotes that are running out there right now. That's what's that's what's grabbing the attention right now. For the sure. qualm is it's been painted a little bit as like, hey, last week they didn't say anything about the officials, despite you know there being some bad calls and stuff. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing: 
when you play a bunch of one score games where you need to score the ball at the end and officiating has been terrible all year long for all 32 teams. Yeah, they're going to stick with you. Maybe don't need to maybe don't put yourself in a hole to which you need to score on the final drive and let an official make those plays and more so to have a player, you know, maybe pay attention to the rules himself. So there's no chance it gets called. And I don't know. I just, I think it's going to take away from what otherwise what was a fun game to watch for people that were probably not fans of either team. It was a very good game. There was a chance. This is great. If you're a Bills fan, you feel great right now. You won a tough game against the reigning Super Bowl champions. And if you're a Chiefs fan, you would have felt great beating the 6-6 six and six Buffalo Bills the way they were playing. So, like, it was a great game. It doesn't need to be marred by officiating, which I don't think in this game, the biggest story comparing it to last week or some other games this year should be anywhere close to the story of the game like you could have made the case in some past weeks. Uh, important uh, update here. Mahomes to Sam McDowell uh, on the Kelsey lateral to Tony that did not count. I hope they still show it when he goes into the Hall of Fame. So that was the quote regarding the Hall of Fame. Should we move on to some positives or do you guys still want to rage? Do you guys still want to belabor some of this or, you know, what do you want to do? pretty good. I, I, I think we can move on from that. Yeah. I, look, I think this team's probably 12 and 5 when it's all said and done. If they dropped another game, I wouldn't be stunned just because of like how the season's gone. Um, but yeah, just another, uh, again. And I picked him to lose this week. I picked him to lose. I just thought I'd come out of it feeling a little bit better. Uh, but no, it's just same old song and dance. Uh, let's talk about, like, let's, let's go to the defense. I mean, they gave up 20 points to Josh Allen in the Bills, two early touchdowns, and then they just absolutely... Like they played fantastic in the second half. They played fantastic late stretch. 79 seconds after the first score, they have 79 seconds left. The Bills have a chance to double dip. And the Chiefs stop them at the end of the first half and the second half. Things kind of settled in for the Chiefs. Vince Matty, I thought it was a really good performance for them. Yeah. I mean, to start the game, I think the Bills had a pretty good plan of, you know, looking for the Chiefs linebackers, attacking them with space, making them chase motion. And it, it was working, and the Chiefs made some adjustments, and they stopped, you know, playing as much man. It seemed like it looked like they were trying to split you know, split the field up a little bit more, get you know, not have the linebackers have to cover so much space. It didn't really come again until the beginning of the second half. The Bills came out, they found a way to attack again, and then immediately the Chiefs adjusted right back. Like uh, the Chiefs adjusted really well on defense. They made Josh Allen after those first two drives super uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't even say he felt comfortable in the second half. It was just a really good play design all the way down the field till they kind of had to start making some plays out of structure. They made Josh Allen uncomfortable all game. He made some amazing plays to avoid negative plays to keep the stuff alive. And the, the Chiefs defense turned it on. Steve Spagnuolo was working. The only real complaint I have from the defense is a third and five three-man pressure. Like I, I, At that moment in time, I thought they had Josh Allen reeling a little bit. I think giving him just a three-man rush on third and five, it was short enough that he could run for it, could feel comfortable just sitting in the pocket. Like I thought that was a bit of a mistake, but everything up until that, this defense was playing I mean, excellent throughout the whole game. And when Spagnuolo really dialed up the pressure kind of later, late in the third, early to the fourth quarter is really when we got to see it happen. And I sent out a tweet uh, kind of in that same time span of like, it, it's infuriating to play Josh Allen because the Chiefs were getting, were getting there and they just weren't bringing uh, Josh Allen down. And then that's probably just what it feels like to play Patrick Mahomes. Uh, maybe Sands this year, but uh, in the in the past, I'm sure that's what it feels like uh, playing Patrick Mahomes. I thought they did a really good job of of sending pressure, mixing up looks and everything like that. But Maddie, you mentioned they really were picking on that, just like the linebacker core. 
missing their you know best coverage linebacker. I don't really know if that's even up for debate when Drew Tranquil. I think that he's clearly the best yeah. coverage linebacker that they have on this team. And they missed uh, James Cook was their leading receiver and their leading rusher. So like they were feasting with him uh, on all phases, and that those that basically came in the first half. All of his production. Uh, and I think Legarius Sneed did really good on Stephon Diggs, shut him down. Stephon Diggs was seeing ghosts and hearing footsteps a little bit uh, every time they wanted to throw out a swing pass to him, and he was dropping it. He dropped like two or three of those swing passes right out to him. Uh, but I was very impressed with Legarius Sneed as he's just continuing to shut down these number one wide receivers that they keep putting him on. That's been huge. And Tony Romo said this in the middle of the broadcast, like he should be in the Pro Bowl. Uh, he should be an all-pro is what he should be because he's playing like one this year. Oh boy, R- update from Jarek McKinnon. This is from Aaron Ladd. Refs had it out for us tonight, huh? Oh no. Don't like that. Don't like that. Oh. This is not, I don't like that vibe. It's the vibes, man. And I'm not, you know, do not like those vibes. It's it's like a boiling point kind of thing, right? And that's what's kind of frustrating, right? So, good Lord. I... I saw a positive quote though. Can I say? Can I say a positive quote of a quote from a guy who, uh, who this is a good accountability quote right here from Rasheed Rice. Uh, I feel like we're making progress. We're going to continue to make progress. The more we make progress, the more we will be able to not have anyone else in control of the game besides us. Um, Why is the rookie the only one that's like t- approaching it the right way now? And I get it. Like, those are the same things they usually say, like, every single week, right? And, like, that's what we're kind of tired of hearing. It's just, I, I would rather hear that than blaming the officials, especially in this game, the way it sure. turned out and so many other things or issues. Like, yeah, I, I like that. See, that's exactly it. Like, you, the officials shouldn't matter. If you were leaving every single game up to the officials to blow the game, it's going to happen one way or the other. Like, we can be mad all we want about these plays. Like, Plenty of plays have gone, calls have gone the Chiefs' way in close games this year. And whether it mattered to the outcome or not, like it's happened. So just move on from those. I, I like that from Rasheed Rice. That caps off a good game for him. Kind of got a sixth touchdown of the year. He ran a nice slant, had the back shoulder throw. They got him going in the screen game again. Like they're really figuring out how to use Rasheed Rice. Like not only is he having the best press conference of anybody on the team, he might have been one of the most impactful players. And I, unfortunately, you mix in the fumble which came at a terrible time and like yeah. that did hurt them because they were driving. Like it seemed like they had all that momentum kind of going. Then it seemed like they were on the verge of taking full control over the game. He fumbled, but I liked that they went right back to him a couple times. He didn't let that impact his play. He kept playing well. He had a really good game again. So like you, you see nice stuff. There is nice stuff. Like they do she- seem to be showing signs of getting better offensively. The adjustments are coming defensively. This defense can still play at an elite level as we saw again. So there is stuff to hold on to. It's just, I wonder if we're just slowly losing that killer instinct of saying this team knows how to win the close games. That's that's where the concern comes in. Well, yeah, and I, again, like I will continue to attribute some of that to just, it's hard to, it's hard to continue to replicate that with this receiving group. Like, it's like, there's some, I think there's some killer instinct on this team still for sure. Like I don't think everyone's lost their lost their juice, but it's just same not winning plays over and over and over and over and over again. Tucker, you had some more positive Rashi nuggets. Yeah, I do. Uh, with the reception today, he obviously had multiple, but with the reception today, rookie Rashi Rice moved past Tyreek Hill for fourth most in receiving yards with a uh, by a rookie in wide receiver franchise history. Uh, he had five ninety one coming into this game. Uh, today he had, let me flip over to that tab here on my computer, 
as I see Rishi Rice had 72 yards today, seven catches for 72 yards. Uh, so he is moving up the list of rookie wide receivers. Also, his touchdown pass that he had, uh, it gives him six receiving touchdowns on the season, ties him with four other Chiefs players, uh, Arbonis, Page, Hill, and Hardman for the most receiving touchdowns by a player in the rookie season in team history. He's having a good year. It's sad that it has to happen in a year where a uh, receiving core as a whole it ends up uh, costing them a lot of games, but he's a bright spot in that receiver room. Uh, okay, do you want to talk about anything else on the defensive side of the ball? Because I do have some more positive offense talk. But um, Yeah, I mean, I... Uh, no, no, no. I'll save it. I'll save it for toast game. So yeah, we can continue. We can go offense. We don't. I don't think we're doing toast game. Oh, I'm a lot. Oh, so shout out Shamari Cotter. Toast game. You're Shamari Cotter. Yeah, I thought he had a good game. Um, I thought he stepped in well when you had to. He played well on special teams. He obviously came away with the interception that allowed the Chiefs to to stay in close. Um, that allowed the Chiefs, you know, to make a comeback to make this a game. So like, I, I thought he played pretty well. I thought last week against the Packers, he got picked on but like there was a couple blown coverages where it seemed like he was out of position and stuff like that matter i mean heck it almost happened on the final drive there with josh allen just happened to miss i think it was gabe davis where connor let him kind of go it's like it may have happened but good job good job by him we don't normally do toast game during losses but uh ben holiday bottled and bond does still remain fantastic and i might have to start because then who knows how many wins i mine back there we have <laughs> so gag we're so used to uh, we're so used to being able to to do a toast game afterwards, but uh, been very much enjoying the soft red from, from uh, holiday. Just so you know, I want to talk uh, anything. Like, hey, good on George Karloftis. Uh, I mean, he was going to get another sack again. There continues to. I mean, I know like some of the underlying metrics maybe aren't as strong for him relative to some other pass rushers, but like there's a lot of sack production in the last 19, 20 games of his career. That's really hard to ignore at this point. Sure, he might be a great complimentary piece to Chris Jones, if you want to say it, because you know Chris Jones does create some of that pressure that helps. But man, George just keeps he keeps bringing the quarterback down, and like that is still a skill regardless. So like that's been kind of fun to see. Um, I wanted to shout out Wanye Morris because I actually thought he played pretty well today, um, especially relative to what we've seen at, at left tackle this year. So like, if you want to even compare him against what we've seen from Donovan Smith. I think Wadi Amor should continue to get a long look even after that game. Uh, especially, I think he did some really, really good things in the run game. So it was fun to watch him kind of kind of move in some people there as well. So Did some good stuff against Von Miller when Von Miller was in too. And like that's a, I know Von Miller's not Von Miller from five years ago, but like still pretty impressive for him. Well, Von Miller was offsides in our last possession too. Was he? I heard something about that. Yeah, I've right. seen clips of it now. He is decidedly offsides. And also, who else is moving at the same time as uh, Von Miller? Juwan Taylor. So I don't know if we really need to go down that road. But here's another thing, though, is if you look at that play, it, this is the last play of the game, correct, Kent? Well, I guess not technically last, but the last uh, play of the drive. Is that what it was? I thought it was a third down. Wasn't it the no. third down? Uh, yeah, I think it was. I think, well, it's I, the, I, I think it's the third down. Okay. Well, on the fourth down play, he does a really good pass blocking rep um, on the left side there. Wanya does. Um, Juwan doesn't, but nevertheless. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, also, uh, I think Charles Aminiu should get shouted out. He had a sack, and uh, Chris Jones, I thought, played really well. He was about the only one showing up there for a little bit on the defensive side of the ball before the defense decided to wake up about midway through the third quarter. Uh, so, yeah, those are the two guys I want to shout out before we fully move on to the offense. Yeah. No, I thought Chris was really good in this game. Um, he he was getting a lot of pressure. He was having a little bit of difficulty like getting to Josh Allen, but that 
happens uh, from that spot, but he did enough early on offensively, I think, to stop to make Josh Allen feel uncomfortable. Spagnuolo capitalized on that later, and like that kind of led to where they got to. Yep. Uh, anything else? Like, I I think that's like I think I've, I'm about done. I'm about emotionally spent, and like this is just another frustrating night. So, um, do you guys have anything you guys want to say before we move move on and get out of here? I thought Clyde and Jet ran pretty well. The Chiefs' run game's figuring it out a little bit. Like, in, even in this game when they are running a little bit more zone, they even just Tony. App stuff. Even yeah, Tony, in the Tony game. yeah. Like, the run game was working. I thought the run blocking looked pretty well. Um, I mean, the Bills, I think, are missing so many linebackers, it's kind of hard to tell. But, like, I thought they did a pretty good job running the football. They kept things balanced. Like, if you if you look real hard, you can see how, finally, this, and finally you can kind of see if you remove the Chiefs, you know, unforced errors, quote-unquote, the Chiefs offense, you can see from this game how it could look good. I feel like up until this point, I feel like there were so many unforced errors with so little good that even if you take away the penalties or the drops, it still would look a little broken. This game, like all of the negatives are pretty much self-inflicted and like unfortunate. And so the, the offense is hopefully trending in the right direction and they have four weeks to get it right before you get to the playoffs. Tucker? I just saw a tweet that ESPN sent out a notification of the, the last play and, and the, the headline was, Sorry Swifties. And that's why I was shaking my head. Listen, I love the Swifties, but I don't know. Apologize to me, too. I have nothing else. Uh, this was kind of a, a big game for me and my mentality for this season. I think I'm just, I don't know if there's, I don't know if it's redeemable, even though they did some good things this week. I just think that they're going to, like, there's always going to be someone executing something that's going to really hurt them. And that's the thing that's going to be giving me cause for concern. I just want to see, like, they just need the ball to go in the hoop once in the next four weeks, maybe twice. I think if they can come out, like, if they come out next week and just they put up a real clean offensive performance, that could really just, that could really help. And maybe that's a turning point and that's an opportunity. And then they just, you know, but they got, it's not that they have a lot to fix. It's just that they have to fix the simplest things in football, procedural, holding on to the football, catching the football, you know, like just doing that will go a long way in this team being able to make their season go a long way. So I don't know, man. Back to the drawing board. Chiefs are 8-5. and five. They have a one-game lead on the AFC West, and I can't believe I'm saying that. I cannot believe I am saying that right now. But here we are. The Chiefs are in a dogfight for the AFC West. The one seed doesn't even seem like an option right now. And they've got four games to figure some things out before the most important part of the season starts. That is going to do it for the KCSM Live postgame show. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for watching. Chiefs lose 2017. We'll be back next Monday to talk about it. Catch you later. Don't blame the refs. <laughs>